Weekly Loss Podcast, episode 82. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Plane, how would what they kind of transmission is it? It could be a cell phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And Stephanie, we have some exciting news to even before we even talk about this wonderful episode. What's that? Daybreak is live right now. Is it? Yes, I didn't want to put it in the chat room. I didn't want to mention it in the pre- I was going to look before I came over here, but I forgot. I was thinking about actually mentioning it at, at the end of the show. Because that way, uh, I'm I'm like halfway afraid that like 30 people are going to drop out of here and go to ABC. So finally, ABC pulled through for us, and we now have Daybreak, the very final episode is online. Are going to watch it when we're done? You better believe it. All right. So anyway, that's exciting. And we are live. We're ready to go with this show. We're, We're actually recording as we do every Friday evening during season three so far, at least the second part of season three. We are recording live in front of an internet audience at TalkShoe.com. And we do this every Friday night following a new episode. Mm-hmm. And we invite you to join us. And if you ever want to find out how you can participate, participate, <laughs> how you can participate uh, live with us here mm-hmm. on TalkShoe.com, simply go to gspn.tv slash live. It'll give you all the instructions. And tonight, Stephanie, it looks like we have at least 11 people on the phone with us. And currently, there's about 20 or so folks out there uh, that are listening in the chat room and chatting chatting with one another. And I want to let you guys know, if you haven't known already, I'm a huge fan of Twitter. And I'm going to go ahead and just use this Weekly Lost Podcast to throw it out there. Twitter.com slash GSPN if you want to find out what's going on with the behind the scenes of the GSPN network. Uh, go to twitter.com slash gspn, sign up, and add us as a friend, and you'll get updates as to what's going on live. So that's pretty nifty. And then one other major announcement, Stephanie. What's that? The live. Oh, absolutely. The live show, March 17th, that's Saturday. That's so funny because, well, this is live, and that's live. I know. we got so to find a way, way to distinguish it. Yes. So, okay, this is the, okay, so would it be safe if, I think people understand the imaginary friend thing. Did that come out on the Weekly Lost podcast or was that only in my Crazy Life podcast? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so this would be the- They all run together This is the live show with our imaginary friends and this is going to be like the real people, the real deal. Well, it's where I don't know. No, totally. Seriously though, we are going to- uh, if you don't know what the you just the, told all those people they were imaginary. Well, they well some of the people know what I mean, and and now I have to dig out what episode in my crazy life that was. Clifford, I know how horrible. Yes. Anyway, so here's the situation. I have been working with Chipotle for ages now. It seems okay. It's only been a week, but I've been working with them, casting emails back and forth, and I was thinking it looked so hopeful, and then I get this email that just kind of is. It's an ambiguous. It's not a no, and it's not yeah. It's not a no. It's not a yes. It's I've got a busy schedule this week, and um, I'm Saint not. Pat, what? She I says, don't I'm not, understand what the holdup with St. Patrick's Day would be. That's it. She says I'm not quite sure if we could pull this live event off on St. Patty's Day. I'm, I'm like, like, how whatever. many people go for their Irish green burrito? I mean, <laughs> hello. 
I mean, and it's it's this fast food place. I mean, it's like like I mean, we're gonna go hang oh, anyway. Anyway, but so. anyway, it we didn't get a no, and it's still a possible yes. But it's only two weeks away, and she says we'll have an answer for you in a couple days. So because it's only two weeks away, I'm already working and uh, searching out other public venues, and I have two other places that are um, so. What very if those possible. other places say yes, and then? Chipotle if, comes back and if says Chipotle, yes. If Chipotle comes back and says yes before I confirm with one of the other two places, we'll go to the one of the other two okay, places. Okay, because one of the other two places that you you told me about earlier today is a restaurant. So if we go there and we record, but then we finish up no, and go no, no, to no. Chipotle. If we, if, if, yeah, <laughs> if, we, if we record in a restaurant, uh, we will not go over to Chipotle. Okay. And they'll miss out. So Okay. So uh, one of the places is Garzelli's, which is an excellent locally owned mm-hmm. uh hoagie pizza, pizza pub right and, and i it, prefer their calzones and they've just they've they've Did just you? uh remodeled and it looks great have I, they really? I went i went in at lunchtime today and we have connections uh mm-hmm. with the owners they go to our church and i've talked with uh okay. with them and they're going to get me an answer probably by the middle of this week and then i've also talked uh, i actually talked with somebody who knows the owner of margaritas which is a chain of um mexican slash mexican grill slash rush uh, right, bars right and so uh two very real possibilities there and chipotle is not completely out of the question but it is definitely going to be saturday march 17th and so far it looks like we're going to have about 20 people show up from uh, as far as 10 hours away driving that's awesome so we encourage you guys if you're in the area and you can make a road trip come out saturday march 17th and uh, keep an eye at gspn.tv. That's where the latest announcements will be posted. Uh, so as soon as as soon as we have something confirmed, it will be there. Now, with that said, Stephanie, all of that. Wow. Okay. Season three, episode ten. Trisha Tanaka is dead. A Hurley centric episode. And tonight we're going to talk about this in a way that we've never talked before. First, we're going to analyze and go through step-by-step step through the Hurley flashbacks. Okay. And then we'll go through and talk about what happened on the island. Okay. So with that, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what <laughs> happened with Hurley as a kid. Okay. Well, um, well our first one is, is absolutely him as a kid, and he's he's working on the car. Um what was that, a Camaro? It was a Camaro. Okay, so he's working on it. And I guess it appeared to be like the mid to late 80s. Yep, if you subtract the I year that, that he won the lottery minus 17 years, I think it puts it like eight, 1987 or something like okay. that. I'm okay, I'm not great at math myself, so. Uh, so, uh, we won't hold that against you. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, so his dad, played by Cheech Marin, who, you know, we all love. And Dude. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out and he tells him, you know, ask him, you know, how the car, how's it going working on the car, you know, think it needs a new carburetor, blah, blah, blah. Why don't we go ahead and give it a startup? And so they get in and Hurley's like, it's not going to start. It, it needs a carburetor. And, and his dad gives him the whole hope. You know, we have to have hope. You have to believe that it'll start. And yeah. In fact, I have a clip from that. He says, this is stupid. And this is how it went. Having hope is never stupid. You gotta believe good things will happen and then they will. Understand what I'm saying? In this world, son, 
gotta make your own luck. Okay, so here's the situation. Character and little character analysis here. In fact, let's go ahead and turn this down and go. Lost character analysis. Okay, so we want to talk about a couple things about Hurley and his relationship with his father. Now, obviously, something has happened, and you can just tell by the fact that when he gets up on his motorcycle and rides off and says we're going to have to Well, you didn't you you asked me to to explain a little bit of the episode and then you cut me off in the middle. Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, I No, go ahead. So the car doesn't start. He says, you know, can't work on it today. Got to go to this job in Vegas and he gets on his bike and well, first he hands a, a can- candy bar, which I told you immediately that his dad leaving was the reason that he was heavy um because they show a skinny a skinny kid anyway so you can tell by his dad's face that he's not coming back and then they they cut to his mom and you can obviously tell that he's not coming back right and he drives off and and so so, what do you want to say well uh, what i was going to say is that um in this scene i'm sitting there watching this thinking you know after after replaying it through my head his he knew before he walked out there that he wasn't coming back and of course because his mom knew that uh by the look on her face and so what i'm thinking is why did he get into the car and and make his son try to try to start it, it, it what what was this whole you know you you got to make your own luck is this his you know it's like listen son i'm not going to be in your life and this this is you know this is the last thing I'm going to say to you. He I, I believe it was his uh, his David was his name. Mm-hmm. I believe this was David's final parting words to say. Listen, I need to sit down and have a conversation with you, and I want you to understand that you got to make your own luck in this world. I'm sorry, I'm processing that. I I guess I could, I guess I could agree with you there. I think that that's a it's a coward's way out. Um. Oh, no, there's no question I, I, what he did was cowardly. Yeah, well, even his conversation with Hurley. I, but I'm sitting there I, asking myself, why in the world did he? Why did? Why did he ask his son? Why did he ask Hurley to to try to start the car without the new carburetor? I, I'm asking. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And and okay. I, my only answer I can come up with is is that he wanted to to use this as an opportunity to not say goodbye, but to leave him with some final words that he'll ponder as being the final words his father ever spoke to him because he knew he wasn't coming back. And, of course, we don't know why he left. No, we don't. So, but um, but I don't think that the Hurley kept those words. Okay, but... I, but, you know, I, you're, you're saying that, that he gave those to Hurley as his final parting words. Like, those were the words that he would... You know, those were the last words that he spoke to his son before leaving. Something to get him through life. And that's what this whole episode is about. I know that, but I'm telling you what I think is that Hurley did not internalize that. Until he's on the island and needs to break the curse. But we're not on the island yet. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You give me no room. All right, so Trisha... Okay, so the next flashback. Yes. All right. Trisha Tanaka dies. It's 17 years later, and Trisha Tanaka is filming a fluff piece on how Hurley uh, basically bought the Mr. Cluck's chicken shack. 
that he used to work at with his boss Randy. Uh, and she says, you know, she try, she's trying to interview him and, and it's like, you know, hey, can you just get me? I, I'm just really happy about all this stuff. And he's like, listen, dude, you don't understand all the crap that's been happening to me. Actually, I think he said, listen, lady. Oh, did he say listen, lady? I don't know, but I don't think he <laughs> called her a dude. Anyway, he, he blames his father grandfather's uh, heart attack. You know, the burning down of the house after he bought it for his mother. Uh, his best friend, Johnny, running off with his girlfriend, Starla. And then the suicide jumper at the uh, accountant's building. And, and she's like, listen, stop it. And she says, you know, can we try this again? Let's shoot this from inside the restaurant. Right. I think that's going to be better. And, of course, he goes over. Hurley says, you know, hey, Randy, is this okay? Is it safe in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, asteroid falls from the sky. Just like it does occasionally in right. California. And and boom, <laughs> she's gone. Trisha Tanaka is, is dead. And we have a title think, of our episode. I, th- I think my, my favorite um, my favorite part of that whole flashback was when she asked him, so why did you buy, you know, the Mr. Cluck's Chicken Shack? And he's like, uh, I like chicken. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think for a lot of people, in my experience, watching people who... Um, who I don't who money isn't you know a problem for you know they, they they have money at their disposal you know they don't necessarily make purchases because they make sense yeah at are, least are you following me they, I would agree with you on people I, I'm who sitting have a- here I'm talking to myself because <laughs> you're not looking at me okay. I'm sorry I would agree with you okay. that people who come into money, Without well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it. they they just spend, spend, spend because that's what they think they're Obvious. supposed to do. Yes, I completely so agree with that. There, there's maybe no other reason than because he liked chicken that he really purchased this this restaurant. Right. So, anyway, just making that point. Very cool. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> do you want me to just sit here and be quiet? Because mm. I could do that too. No, I want you to read the next part about uh, later that day. Hurley is greeted. Okay, he's greeted at his house or his mansion by his mom. And um, he tells her what happened and renews his intentions um, to travel to Australia to search out the numbers. Right. Or the um, to search out the, the origin meaning. of the... Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, the meaning. Go ahead. That's I'm sorry. Fine. And then his mother says he can't be cursed because his father has finally returned after 17 years. What a joke. <laughs> and, well, and his dad makes a joke about your mom wasn't kidding about those candy bars. Yeah, what? which that's totally his fault, I, and that's so insensitive. Well, let me tell you something about that. Uh, it's not his fault because Hugo obviously made the choice, but it was a result of. Well, let me tell you something. As a man that is overweight myself, and recently being at an event where my father had far too many drinks. At okay. a recent event. Okay. And being that sometimes when you're somewhat inebriated to a certain degree, you'll say things that you normally would withhold. Okay. And I don't think that you heard this, but my father said to me something like, uh, you know, I was eating some bread at the restaurant. Uh-huh. And he said something, and he was joking to somebody else. And he's like, you know, that looks like somebody else came up to my dad and said something like, you know, that bread looks really good. And I said, yeah, it's really good. And my dad looks at my friend, jokes around, and he looks at me, and he says, uh, yeah, he'll eat anything in sight. 
And I will tell you that that is some pretty deep cutting crap. Let right. me tell you. And it's not the truth because you are the pickiest person around. You will not eat anything in sight. Well, the the idea <laughs> is that is that I'll eat. Is, I know is what it. And, and I'm just saying, you know that that they kind of gloss they kind of glossed over that yeah. that comment. You know, you Th- weren't joking did. about the candy bars, but no wonder Hurley's got issues. You know, he, right. he hasn't seen his father for 17 years, and the very first words is, man, you're fat. Pretty much. I mean, that's you're screwed right. up. Oh, absolutely, and especially because most of us eat for emotional reasons anyway. Exactly. I mean, Hurley's filling a void that his dad left, so. And, and then, ironically, the next scene is dinner. <laughs> it is. Dinner with Jesus. <laughs> Golden Jesus. The golden Jesus. Yes. And of course, David remarks on the statue that is golden. Right. And, and his mom boasts about how he had commissioned, you know, some people to make it for him or for her. Yes. And, um, and she also explains that they hired workers from the workers from Bennigan's. What was their names? Yeah. The Trans or something? Or Trons? The, yeah, the Trons. And, you know, I really got, you know, what I got out of this was that she is. She she knows that that maybe David is not um, number one. I think she knows David's not there for any other reason but I the money. Do you think that? Do you think that she called him and said, "I need your help" because no. he's no. I I agree. No, I think that she was covering for him, but I think that she is trying to. She's trying. She's to trying get to. Some. Well, well, you let me speak. Go ahead. She is trying to build up Hugo. So that his dad will see him as more than a dollar sign. Oh, yeah, I get that. You know, she she's, look at what he did for me and look at what he's doing for, do you know what I mean? Yes, I totally she, get what you're saying. He, he's just looking, I'm, David's just seeing Hugo as this big overweight dollar sign right. walking around. I mean, that's all. And so... um Okay. Okay. And so, well, no, I'm thinking that next, next he gets he gets upset um, that his mom isn't suspicious of why his father's been there. Right. Okay. And um, she claims that she called, and so we already know that, but we don't agree with that. Right. So, where do you want to go from there? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a clip, but before I do, I'm gonna bring Edith Baker on. She has a comment. Edith, okay. go right ahead. Fine. Did anybody ever be, realize that the father's name is David? And what is his imaginary friend's name? Very good. His very imaginary friend's name was Dave, right? Oh, that is an excellent, excellent point. And you know what? I did not catch that. So that that was yeah. Edith Baker from Damascus, yeah. Maryland, who just brought that very keen point out. Thank you so much, Absolutely. Edith. Absolutely. See, that, that's why we have, that is why we have a listening audience that's live. Because, you know, Cliff and Stephanie don't cover... Don't catch everything. And so, wow, that is, wow, I like that. Thank you. All right, so anyway, Hurley's like, listen, I want him out of here. In fact, I'm giving away everything. Uh, You know, we're not keeping anything. He he gives the Trons their severance pay, and he says, listen, you know, this is better for you anyway. You're going to die if you stay around me. (laughs) And, and, And this is what happens. No, your father is staying with us. He's staying with us. Where? It's been 17 years, Hugo. What's been 17 years? No. I have needs. 
No, no, no! This can't be happening! He has to go! He has to! I want him gone! No, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, yeah, I do. I love the little... I love how she covers Jesus' ears. That, that was hilarious. awesome. That oh, was man. hilarious. And that was a great... And, you know, I was like... I was joking because we were watching that, and there was mm-hmm. quite a pause between... Why do you want him here? Why why can't he? And why? you totally called that. I said, there's like, she hasn't had any right. in a while. Which I thought it was, yeah, you <laughs> said then, that. And then she covers Jesus' ears and says she has needs. And the funny thing is, is that they talk about him being gone, but they don't really talk about them being divorced. Are they divorced? I don't know. I ne- no, I, I didn't I get that. I assumed that they were not. I assumed that they were not as well. And so, but what I'm saying is that she covered Jesus' ears in saying that she has needs. But Christ, God created sex, and that's you know, a good point. So, Let, let's and, talk and about sex for a while, Stephanie. Let's not and move on <laughs> to. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, let let's go ahead and talk about. Uh, oh, well, she says, listen, you know, Hurley, you don't want him to go because if you did, you wouldn't have what you have in the garage. Yeah. Okay. Well, She's she didn't exactly totally use those using words. The guilt card, though. Well, she wants some, babe. I'm telling I you, 17 it, years. Yeah, but that's a long time. It's not worth making your son feel like crap about. Well, it's, you know, well the thing is, is she, she knew her son really did want. He he did want his dad back in his life. Okay, but not for the money, not for the reasons that he's I there. I agree. But she still knew. So she's still in the wrong by pushing him into that relationship. A broken broken relationship needs to be reconciled by the two people involved in the relationship, not by the the meddling mom. Right. I agree. I I agree. But but sometimes... I've had had issues with, with my parents, and they're best worked out between me and that parent, not by the... Um, not by the influence or um, persuasion of the other parent. Well, all I'm saying is sometimes you need somebody to be what somebody just wrote in the chat room, a, a mediator. You need some. She's not being a mediator because she is, she is out for herself. I don't think that, that, that her sex life was the only thing in her mind. I think that she... 17 years, babe. Isn't that what you keep telling me? <laughs> okay, 17 years. No, seriously, I really believe that she has been torn up by the fact that sh- her son has kept that Camaro in the car, has never allowed... He kept it in the car? In the garage, <laughs> Stephanie. My gosh. I'm going to sleep in the garage <laughs> for 17 years. Sweet. No, I'm not. So anyway, um, she knew. I'll, I'll let you have your pillow. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. So anyway, the next morning, Hurley wakes up. Uh, actually, he doesn't wake up. No. Uh, David tries to wake Hurley up after uh, having some trouble because he has his headphones on. He's listening to the yeah. Weekly Lost podcast there, trying to cover up the sex noise from downstairs. A little uh, rocking in the. You don't need to describe. <laughs> I know what it's like to sleep with earbuds in, but not because I'm covering up that noise. All right. Um, Let's see here. So he asks uh, Hurley to go with him. Uh, They're going to go break the curse. And they end up visiting a psychic. Her name was Lynn Carnoff. And what was that name of the Johnny Carson bit? Uh, Anybody want to 
type that in there or uh, the Karnak, wasn't it? I, I don't see it yet, but I, I believe it was the Great Karnak, and it re- so the, her name kind of is is uh, oh the Great Kreskin. Wasn't there a Karnak? Doesn't or was that is that um what's that other late night with uh Conan O'Brien? You were totally talking to the wrong person. Karnak the magician. Here, look. I am not the late night. I person. know you're so young. Uh, Karnak. I said I'm not Ale- late night. Hey, Brad from Alaska. Um, let me ask you, uh, who is Karnak the magician? That was uh. Oh, great! Now I draw a blank. Johnny Carson holding the letters up to his head back in the day. I thought so. See, I thought it was... Thank you so much, Brad. I can always count on my friends from Alaska to be there for me. <laughs> anyway, so... It is not my fault that I've never seen Johnny Carson. Actually, I have seen Johnny Carson, but I, I don't stay up that late. <laughs> well, okay. Well, so, you're giving me a hard time. I'm not giving you a hard time. Cliff, are okay. you breathing? <laughs> Lynn Karnoff. <laughs> And basically, she tells uh, Hurley his fortune. And I have a little clip for that. And it's kind of odd. I mean, especially after we realize that this is all made up and she's doing it, you know, that she's being paid to do this. And uh, hold on. Where's this clip? Because it's really odd when she says, take off your clothes. I'm seeing numbers. What numbers? Four, eight, 15, 16, 23. 42. There's darkness around these numbers. Great tragedy. I'm... I'm sorry. What? What is it? Death. Surrounds you. And... War is coming. Your hands, please. There's a curse on you. But it can be removed. Now, Hugo, I need you to remove your clothes. Okay, so I'm a little freaked out now. You know, what in the world did they have planned for early? I mean, she's tossing a little bit of salt and pepper, some eggs and... I mean, I mean, we're gonna make him lunch. We just need a little <laughs> pinch of garlic. I mean, seriously, what were they gonna do if he didn't stop know. it? They don't know because they wrote it for him to stop it. I, but it was going <laughs> in a really funny place. Alaska, it was. Alaska Brad has an idea that he wants to share. Yeah, Brad, go ahead. Hey, Fred, Fred Sand wrote a really good uh, comment there. It was a uh, homage to uh, Bare Naked Hurley. Ah, <laughs> very good. Bare Naked Hurley being. Of uh, a fan, a, a lost fan artist who has been making some music regarding Lost, like parody songs. So, very, very cool. Very cool. Alrighty, so let's move on, Stephanie. Um, we, the next flashback I kind of titled "Going to Australia." Okay. Okay, so Hurley's packing, and um, David comes in and admits that he came um, for the money. And uh, says he's not, um, he, uh, that Hurley doesn't need to leave. He just needs a little hope. Yes. So okay. back with the hope thing. So back with the hope. But I, I would imagine that, that Hurley is sitting there thinking, um, hello, did you see what hope got me the last time? Yeah. You know, um, you never came home. So 
<clears throat> he tells he tells Hurley that he should make his own luck, give away all the money, except for enough to fix the Camaro and take a trip to the Grand Canyon. You know, I I'm sitting here thinking, okay, you're you're absolutely right. This and this is why I think what his mom did was right. She needed to be there to mediate this. She needed to be able to help mend, be there between these two to help them see and speak to one another so that they could, in their own free will, make up in this relationship. And but like, they didn't. Hold on. After this event, you know, you know, his dad tried to pull off the bare naked Hurley thing. Uh, and then what happened was is that, listen, okay, don't go to Australia. Just give away the money. If you think that the curse is brought on because of the money, give it all away. Get rid of the house. Get rid of everything. I want you to know I'm going to be here. Matter of fact, give it everything away. Just leave enough to buy that carburetor. Let's go. Fi- let's go together. It was going to take more than fit- a carburetor to fix the Camaro. Why? Well, it needed tires. And- Stephanie, the tires are somewhere. <laughs> Just work with me here. It had been sitting in the garage for 17 years. Will you work with me here? It didn't have the garage for that long, so it would probably been sitting outside the rest of the time. <laughs> Will you work with me here? No. I'm, because I don't. I mean, to the very end, I just had a hard time believing that David was sincere. Well, I believe he was because sincere. Because I think he when would he have said, taken the money for the Camaro and taken the money for the trip to Grand Canyon and hopped on his bike and said, Sayonara. Okay. Well, I don't believe that. I, I believe that his dad was sincere and was honest and he was trying to say, Listen, let's take that trip to the Grand Canyon. Stay here. Give away the money. The curse will be gone. And Hurley thinks about it, and he and then he finally decides to go anyway. And his dad says something. Listen, I'm going to be here when you come back. Yeah, but for how long? Stephanie, it's it, it's the show, okay? The the, the, the I'm ro- telling. I, I'm just I'm just offering up Hurley's point of view. Right. Well, okay, I understand so you'll that. You'll be here when I get back, but how long? You know, obviously David is not a commitment making kind of man right okay so that's the flashbacks that that was the whole flashback whole scenario thing that we had there and then of course we need to go and talk about what happened on the island and the very first thing that we have on the island is hurley talking to libby so then the others take the bags off our heads and we're like on the other side of the island and they take Jack, Kate, and Sawyer someplace, and they send me back to want everyone to stay away, which I did. And now everyone's freaked out with them gone and what happened to Echo. They're all scared. And I'm scared. then I've been scared most of my time here anyway. Except when I'm with you. I miss you, Libby. I totally think that was a very good scene. It was. It was sweet. very moving, and in fact, I think Ben wants to comment on on Hurley talking to Libby. So Ben, go right ahead. 
Yeah, I just I thought that was something that people had been saying since the beginning of the season to to show the real impact of Libby's death on Hurley, and I think it it helped make it more than just a humor episode. I agree with you completely, and in fact, I think we I think we definitely needed the fun. In fact, that's what Hurley says here. We can all use some fun. I mean, after everything that's happened, we need it. And I'm wondering if that isn't the writers saying to us as the audience, listen, after all that's happened in, 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 I mean, we've been doing this, we've been over here, we've got this going on. Listen, after all that's gone on, we just need to have some fun. And I think that's what this whole episode was about. It was, this, this episode was refreshing. It was very refreshing. We needed to have the fun. I agree with her. And I love this because, um, because my best friend is a casual viewer. Of lost, um, this in that she, she enjoys the show, but it's not really like her kind of show to to dive into. And I keep trying to get her to, but she just won't. So this week's episode and last week's episode, she's just like, they're just not answering any questions. They're just not <laughs> answering any questions. And I'm like, but Sarah, honey, I mean, we gotta breathe. I mean, seriously, you know, they they've had it so intense. That we just need, we just need a break. Yeah, we we definitely needed this humor episode, and and I think that it was only right to throw the thing about Libby in there because we needed to see the that like like you just said absolutely we needed to see that impact on Hurley because if if it's good old fun time Hurley again and there's no even second thought about the fact that Libby's died. I mean that's not the real that's not the that's real Herbie. Not, right. Herbie. <laughs> I'm thinking about the love bug now. Uh, no. <laughs> we'll get there. But anyway, the the situation is that I I think that was a very good thing for them to write it in and his speaking to her and finally breaking down and saying I'm scared. I I'm I'm worried except when I talk to you and I miss you. I think he needed to say those things. And he could move on and try to have some fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely. And so I really like that. And then, of course, then he goes over and he finds Charlie shaving. Uh, and, of course, that reveals... Um, he gets Charlie is getting Desmond to reveal the flashes of him his death, of course. Hurley says it might be his fault because of the curse. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Vincent comes out with... A skeleton arm. Well... Holding a key around its uh, yeah. wrist or in with its With a rabbit's foot. With a rabbit's <laughs> foot, absolutely. For luck. Which, yeah, I know. I was there just getting ready to say that. Good job. All right. And then, of course, oh, we can't reach. High five. <laughs> oh! All right. I'm close <laughs> enough. Here, we'll do a virtual high that, five. That's pathetic. Here. <laughs> Would you like the virtual high five? Uh, sure. Rock on. He's <laughs> <So laughs> giving himself a high five. Stephanie, you give away all my secrets. <laughs> How can I ever make money in podcast consulting if you give away my secrets? Gosh. <sighs> next time you're gonna next you're gonna tell them I'm not wearing any clothes. I wouldn't tell them that. <laughs> but you just did. Wow, that's a horrible mental picture. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> just get the salt and pepper and the eggs out, babe. You started it. <laughs> Oh man, that was hilarious. Yeah, that too bad. This one's live. There ain't any editing that one out. And moving right along. 
Did I say that Vincent comes out? Of, look at me. I'm, yes. blu- I'm blushing and people can't even see me. Oh, man. Hurley chases Vincent through I'm the jungle. I'm glad you're still blushing in front of me. All right. So Hurley chases him through the jungle until the dog drops the arm. Hurley takes the key. Uh, by the way, if you're afraid, still come to the live event. I'll put us. I'll put some. I'll put some on. <laughs> Should I just move right along? You probably. Think? Yeah. Uh, look at that. Thirty people just dropped out of the chat room. <laughs> They're out of here. Hurley takes the key, which has the Lucky's Rabbit's foot attached, and follows Vincent to an overturn. VW Microbus. And then back at the camp. And then we're back at the camp. And uh, something's going on back at the camp. Let me see if I can figure out what that is. Uh, No, that's not it. No, don't hit that. How can I hit? Can I hit escape? No, let's. uh, What is it? (laughs) What's the matter? What is it? Number four? Here we go. Then I guess we're out. Will you pass me the cereal? From now on, I will only speak to you in English. It's how you will learn. It will be hard at first. Hey! Hey! Hey, everyone! Hey! Hurley! What is it? Is it the others? Is it the others? Car. I found a car. Tipped over in the jungle. You found a car. And we can totally fix it and get totally. it going again. Totally. It's not far. Come on. So, I love how Jen has no idea what he signs up for. Yeah, he's like, dude, car, I'm there. <laughs> he's like, totally. I I really, really need to learn some English now. Yeah, no doubt. And so then, we're, then we move into the jungle and we see uh, Kate and Sawyer. And they're moving closer to the mm-hmm. camp. Um, so and on and so forth. Sawyer steps on a little dart. She pulls it out. Kate offers to say, hey, James, let's talk this thing out. He brushes her off. It's I like, love how she was calling him James until the moment when he brushes her off. And then well, she, welcome home, Sawyer. Exactly. You know, absolutely. And um, this this was probably one of my favorite parts of the episode. Which part? The part where Kate and Sawyer break up. Sweet. <laughs> She's totally regretting her role in the dirt with him and um he knows it and right. He 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 can he can be one to use women for a one night stand, but he will not be used That's apparently. Right. So um yeah. I I'm I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. People were I, still I, I talking. See that. People are talking about me back there when we did our thing. I'll have to go back afterwards and see what all the stuff because I see don't tell Cliff in here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so moving yes. right along. So, so yes, Kate and Sawyer are they're welcome back into the welcome back, welcome back, and and then of course we have back at the van. Play your ki- I thought you'd. Play I don't your have song. my little welcome back cut. I thought you'd thing. have it ready for me. I know. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back at the van, Hurley and Jen find the owner of the arm. Roger, Roger. <laughs> Roger. And the skeletal remains of a man in a work suit with a Swan Dharma logo patch. Right. And his name is Roger. And Which he has, I think you mentioned already. Yes. And <laughs> Roger, Roger. I love how you get ahead of yourself when I you're know, reading. I know. These stupid scripts. They're for... <laughs> anyway. You 
ruin it. I know. I'm sorry. Actually, I stole all of it from the lostpedia.com. Oh. So it's them. So they, they didn't follow my train of thought. Anyway, as I stole their stuff. Anyway, the designation of workman. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they open up the back door and find the good old frosty Dharma beer. Well, I don't think it's frosty. Yeah, it, it was packed in Dharma dry ice or something, I think. Baby, it's been sitting in the jungle for a long time. And, and Sawyer even says that it's stale and something else. All right. Well, anyway, they pull out Roger. Uh, oh, of course, this was his so head, bad. His that head falls so off and Hurley's like, uh, <laughs> we'll get that later. We'll get that later. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the camp. Uh, okay. Charlie de- demands that Desmond tell him exactly what's going to happen and when. And he says the doesn't famous, work like that. it just doesn't work like that. Sawyer barges up to them and demands to know where his stash is. I don't think he has the right to it anymore. Yeah, it, it, he's like, dude, you left, okay? And then Desmond apologizes for drinking the scotch. Because even though he was kidnapped, he did leave willingly. Yes, he did. Right? Yeah. Because they all went looking after it. Yeah, see? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, Sawyer finds Hurley and Jen attempting to open the van after being told that... Uh, Charlie and Hurley were a part in yes. this whole drinking scheme, or uh, stealing his stuff scheme. Anyway, Hurley is overjoyed to see Sawyer and gives him a big, huge hug. I mean, it was like, <laughs> dude, you're alive. Oh, man. And then, of course, then even Jen comes up and we get... Cool, huh? Sawyer. Jimbo. <laughs> How you doing? Good to see you. Well, look at that. Somebody's hooked on phonics. <laughs> I love that. That's one of Sawyer's best lines ever. I think so. I think that one's going to go down in yeah. the history books. Somebody's hooked on phonics. All right. And then Hurley says that the car and Sawyer's return are signs that their luck is changing. So this is the luck episode. And Sawyer asks for his stuff back. And Hurley just bribes him with some beer to get him to fix the van. <laughs> you, you want Hurley to give you, or you want uh, Sawyer to give him the guns? Give him, yeah. Yeah. Hey, dude, give me a ride home. Buy you a beer. <laughs> All right. So, anyway. Okay. On the so beach. So then we're back on the beach. And Kate is telling Saeed about her experiences with the others, which is so unique on this show for anybody to share to with share anybody else Absolutely. what's going on. So, it was kind of neat to see that. Um, and so then she tells Saeed and Locke that she's going to um, to rescue Jack. Right. Because well, she, she says, owes him that. She says so, she's going to go get help. Oh, yes. First she says she's going to go get help and then she's going to go rescue Jack because she owes him that. Does she owe him that because he saved her? Because he risked himself to, to set herself and Sawyer free? Or does she owe him that because she slept with Sawyer? I think what's going on in Kate's she, mind. She didn't say I owe him that. Yes, she did. I think she, she said, said something more to the ma- fact I owe that, him that much. Did she? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I heard something like I don't, I didn't. He let us go, blah blah blah, and I didn't want it to be for nothing. That's what I remember. Let, yeah. Let, no, Edith, Edith Baker's on here. Let's see what Edith has to say. And Edith, you're on. Go ahead. Okay. What I basically think is remember those looks that both of them gave each other at, at the end of season two, just before the uh, yeah. uh, stack went onto their heads. And we all were wondering, what is Jack, 
what kind of a look is Jack giving Kate? And Kate gave Jack some look. And I think that's when they said, um, we're going to help each other. We're going to save each other. And she owes him that. Oh, that's a good point. You know, I, I had almost forgotten about the the look. You know, almost as if no matter what happens, we're we're in this together. Which even would further, which even further would infuriate her when when Sawyer's like, "Listen, every man for himself." Right. You know, just gotta cut him loose. <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah. I think Sawyer was just a little upset myself because he knows that Jack's a better man. Anyway, more van action. Hurley, Sawyer, and Jen push the van upright and look inside. And there are some documents, including a Dharma blueprint uh, for a dirt road winding down the side of an incline. And at the ending, it has the Swan Station. Now, uh, this is what Lostpedia says. It says, a map appeared to be a road construction map that was found in the back of the Dharma van by Sawyer. The map showed plans for what appeared to be a switchback road starting from a Dharma station. The concentric circles indicate it also it all it is also a ty- topographical map. Besides the road itself, the map has the following drawn on it. It has the numbers 2093440. It has the numbers 3458. It has 45-290VV and it has the copyright symbol on it. And it also has a couple other things. It's got a ground floor plan of the Dharma station. Or I'm sorry, ground plan, a ground plan of the Dharma station. The Swan Station logo next to the ground plan. Two charts, two charts or legends with unknown information. As indicated by the switchback road and the co- contour lines, the station is located on a high point in the landscape. Uh, the ground plan of the station differs from that of the Swan Station as seen in the blast door map. The copyright symbol is on the same level as the station. And then north of the station lies another high level. The high points are separated by st- a steep valley or trench. And of course, what I think this is going to be is the way that they're going to also use this to kind of plan out the war that is coming. Anyway, Sawyer freaks out at Roger's. Yep. So Sawyer freaks out at Roger's head and exits uh, out of the van with the beer in his hand, of course. I love how Hurley says, Oh, that's just Roger. (laughs) I know, dude, that's just Roger. (laughs) And then they show Roger propped up on the van with his. With his, they they've set his head back on. Yep, and his and, neck. and Sawyer calls him Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor, but only after Hurley tries to start the 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 microbus right. with the same style of and Jen's hope telling him that it, that it can't be fixed. Right, and Hurley says, "Listen, all they need to fix the van, or they they need to fix the van because the van is a symbol of hope." You know, he's like, mm-hmm. "Listen, I'm not giving up on this." And then, of course. We have uh, Sawyer <laughs> and Jen doing some English lessons, and they're using some pretty easy words. And Sawyer asks Hurley what he's doing, and Hurley says he's praying for hope. So yet again, we see somebody praying on the island, which I think is pretty cool. And then uh, Sawyer throws him a beer and says, hey, dude, here's your hope. And Hurley sees the can rolling down a hill and gets an idea. 
He finds Charlie on the beach and he snaps him out of his funk. I know he smacks him in the face. I know that was awesome. He convinces him to get uh, to help with the van, saying it will give both of them the hope that they need to change their fates. And then we come back to the van one more time and we get some English lessons with Sawyer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, nice. Keep it coming. Uh, you were right. Okay, that's two. Hit me. Those pants don't make you look fat. <laughs> now you got it. Only three things a woman needs to hear. Is there some truth That's in that what, or no, what? That is, no, women need to hear so much more than that. And that is why Sawyer, Sawyer has no more than a one night stand. Yeah. And, uh, it's, I mean, he needs to hear, you need to be able to vocalize, I love you. And mean it. And mean it. <laughs> and so, obviously, uh, he's, he needs to get some uh, other education in yes. his English uh, verbiage there. Hurley, of course, returns with Charlie and gets the other three to push the van where the hill starts. They get out and look down the steep incline, <laughs> and at the bottom, there are some big black rocks. Right. And then Hurley says if they push the van down the hill, he can uh, pop the clutch and uh, should be able to get it started. Charlie, out of nowhere, calls shotgun, and Jen and Sawyer push them over the, what is that, the precipice? Anyway, whatever. Anyway, and the van hurtles the down the hill, and then just before they are about to crash into the rocks, something happens. That would be a good time, Hurley. Like right now. There is no curse. Make your own luck, Hurley. So the song that's playing in the background, uh, at base, basically, first of all, the show, that's the same song that was playing at the beginning of the show and also on the 8-track there in the VW bus, and it's called Shambhala by Three Dog Night, and it was released around 1973, and some of the lyrics on it says, everyone is lucky, everyone is so kind on the road, on the road to Shambhala. Shambhala. So, very, very cool. Uh, Lost always has absolutely the best music in it. I, I think it's really cool. And I, I thought it was... Can you plug me in, please? Stephanie Renee. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't do it. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. There you go. You're back. So, did you hear the song? Yes, I heard the song. Okay. So, anyway, um, I, I really thought that was cool that it was talking about how we're lucky and then we're on the road to Shambhala. Yes. Anyway, very nifty. And uh, then we go, uh, Jen and Sawyer join them for the joy ride, which I thought was pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Where are they going to go? About, yeah, who knows? <laughs> They're on an island, but uh, at least they got a van. So, very <laughs> cool. 
And uh, Hurley stays behind after the other three go back to the camp with their renewed hope. John, John, Jin gives Sun a flower and Charlie joins Claire smiling. Hurley goes for another joyride and then we see Sawyer. I love him just sitting there driving in circles. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, he has nowhere to go. He's... Yep. And then, of mm. course, it, we come back and we see Sawyer got his beer and he looks at all the other happy couples. With envy. And then... Oh, too bad he's, you know, so misspoken on the only three phrases that a woman needs to hear. Yeah, he didn't try to pull those three lines on Kate, did he? No, he didn't. All right. And then, of course... (laughs) She probably would have punched him. Deep in the jungle somewhere. Right. Later that night, Kate is in the jungle. She sees that Locke and Saeed have followed her. Saeed claims that Locke has gotten a clue from Echo Stick as to where they might find the camp. And then gunshots are fired. But Kate tells them to lower their weapons. And Danielle comes out. And we get this. What are you doing here? I came to ask for your help. To do what? I'm heading to the other's camp. And if I'm going to find it, I need someone who knows the island. What makes you think I have an interest in helping you? Because they had me, and they would have never let me go. Probably would have killed me if I hadn't escaped. And the girl will help me escape. She was about 16 years old. And her name was Alex. Are you sure that she's your daughter? And thus was the end of the episode. I thought that that was a great way to end the show. Uh, no, without a doubt, bringing Danielle really, back. Uh, absolutely we- a great way to end the show because not only did, um, I mean, not only is that set up the next several episodes for now I could be wrong but it would seem that they set up the next couple episodes for action right and um and also um it gives Danielle hope too it does absolutely yeah. and and I'm really looking forward to Since where their hope was like the whole thing that this episode was about it was and luck I think the coolest thing is is that as Hurley's driving down, there is no curse. There is no curse. And you know what? It goes back to exactly what his father said in the car. Listen, you got to make your own luck. Mm-hmm. You got to make your own luck. And it, it's just so funny. He was he was working on a van that it needed parts. It, it, it just, and he's like, listen, my dad said you got to make your own luck. And he's like, we're going down this hill and it's going to work. And he believed in exactly what his dad said. Those words, they rang true. And I can just imagine Hurley when they get off the island and he sees his dad and his dad is still there waiting for him. You know, of course, the money's still there. But his dad, he's like, Dad, it worked. It worked, you know, or something. I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. know. That's a little cheesy. But anyway, Shand Glenn is on here and we're going to see what Shand has to say. Shand, go ahead. Well, I think at that moment when the, uh, that little, PW bus started up that kind of erased everything that Desmond was saying that Charlie you can't 
that everything's going to catch up with you regardless of what's going to happen. You're going to die. That just kind of ended it right there, and now we have a whole new destiny ahead of us. That's very good, Shan. Thank you very much for that because I, I think that's a very important thing to say because Hurley, when he goes back to get Charlie, it's like, listen, dude, you need to go with me. Mm-hmm. And we're both going to make the... Absolutely. Both Out of all change. the people there, he chose Hurley to go with him. You mean Charlie? Or Charlie. Yes, Hurley absolutely. Hurley chose Charlie. Very good. I, mean. I, I agree with you 100%, Shan, <laughs> and and that is that... Uh, that 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 has canceled out everything that that Desmond has has said as far as the course correcting and and all those things. Let's take a look real quick at exploring the mystery. There wasn't a lot of mystery in this, but there were some cool little things and little tidbits to discuss. So let's Isn't do that. Isn't that what we just did? No. Oh. We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters freaking and freaking polar, polar bears. bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost Exploring the Mystery. I stopped doing the monster noise. I know you did. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> I don't know You're why welcome. I'm Thank you for telling me. All right. So anyway, there was a something that was unique in this I wanted to point out is that in the dining room scene where we had the spinning golden Jesus, mm-hmm. okay, in the background, there was the tropical beach picture on the wall the same one from seem- his therapist office from his therapist office absolutely hmm. so i don't know if anybody caught that but that was pretty that's nifty. not on the island what <laughs> this isn't called exploring the mystery on the island <laughs> this know. is called exploring but the mystery most babe of the mystery usually happens on the island so that's just... not true there's all kinds of great easter eggs like anyway okay moving right along hurley told his father i'm not going anywhere with you walt said the same thing those are the exact same words that walt said to michael when michael came back don't 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 sorry steve i didn't cue up my clip anyway the text on the poster in the window of the mr clucks what did you just say what what i said i didn't cue up my dumb 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 but who did you say sorry to Scott, did I say Steve? <laughs> yes. Darn it. I always get Scott and Steve mixed up. Oh. Anyway. Which I told, did I tell you that I heard that on one of the cartoons that McKenna watches yeah, the other day? I saw that. I was there with you. The little cartoon, they they um, they um close into his face and he says, dun, dun, dun. I'm yeah. like, ah, it's everywhere. Anyway. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. All right. So the text on the poster in the window of Mr. Clucks shortly before it is destroyed, was in the same exact font that they used for the Apollo Bar candy bar labels. Okay, that could be coincidence. Okay. Probably not. Anyway. Nothing no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. It, it, it probably is. Anyway, the label on the beer clearly shows the swan logo as opposed to the nat- d- just the neutral Dharma logo, which we saw on the front well, maybe of the, the VW Microbus. Maybe the people in the Swan were the only ones who were allowed to drink beer. That could be. and Because so, somebody else was somewhere watching them. <laughs> right. And then we there is a bird that flies out of the ocean between Hurley and Charlie on the beach. Could be the Hurley bird. The Hurley bird. Anyway, there are some cultural references. Uh, I want to point out that on Hurley's father's motorcycle, on David's motorcycle, it seems to be a Yamaha. But I want you to go back and look at a screen capture of that if you get a chance in that very opening scene. And you'll see that it's missing a few letters. And instead, it just says A-M-A-H, Ama, which is the name of a rock 
in Hong Kong. According to legend, a faithful wife waited loyally for her fisherman husband, not knowing he had drowned and was turned into a rock by the goddess of the sea. But anyway, the whole idea of waiting faithfully, I think, is the point there. Okay. And and the aha, you know, the ama mm-hmm. on the motorcycle mm-hmm. and the waiting faithfully goes together. That she waited faithfully for him. And Hurley waited faithfully for his father. Well, no, I was I I was using the whole story to say that the wife waited. Oh, for her husband. Yes, seven. although he probably wasn't so faithful. Very good. Because no man. But can he go didn't drown years. and turn into a rock. Although he should have. Anyway, the song, of course, we've already talked about. Now, Hurley discovered a VW bus, and there are maybe all he, kinds maybe of people. Maybe he did later. We haven't seen later flashbacks. Right. And there were all kinds of talk about that. This was a Volkswagen Type 2 uh, VW bus, and it was the second automotive line introduced by German automobile manufacturer Volkswagen. The Type 2 is seen in the show is a, two, a T2A uh, which means that it was uh, built between 1968 and 1972, uh, and it had a sing- it had a single window in the front uh, with the old bulb- bulbous wheel covers. Uh, anyway, from the beginning, <clears throat> the Type Two has earned many nip- nicknames. Among the most popular, or at least in Germany, were the VW Bus and the Bully. And in America, it was a VW Bus, but it was also called a VW. A hippie mobile, a hippie bus, a hippie van, a combi, the microbus, a transporter, and uh, among other things, the early versions produced between nineteen or before nineteen sixty seven used a split front windshield, uh, giving rise to the nickname Splitty. And their let's see here, their comparative rarity has led to them becoming sought after by collectors and enthusiasts. Now. Some other things. Sawyer stepped out on a Dharma dart from the hatch and hurt his foot. So I think that I, I, it kind of just is glanced over. But, you know, I mean, beer, dart. I mean. They knew how to have a good time. I guess so. Anyway, uh, so we find out that something. Love, is, Kate says, I'm going to count to three. And she pulls it out on one. <laughs> that was love great. That. Anyway, go ahead. We find out something very important about Sawyer. Yeah, he watches Little House. Yes, Little House on the Prairie was something. And enough to just call it Little House. <laughs> yeah. And then the Dharma bus has a rosary over the rearview mirror. I wonder what kind of significance that might mean for Roger. Roger, Roger. And, of course, uh, Hurley's mom calls the Golden Jesus the Savior. But, I mean, I don't think that's really anything significant. Hurley suggests that uh, the Dharma beer is older than Rocky Three and maybe even Rocky Two. <laughs> that's a that's a cultural reference. Yeah. And then Charlie wears a T-shirt for Bob Dylan's Highway 61 tour. Okay, listen to mm-hmm. this. In the song Highway 61 Revisited, Dylan uses the mysterious location high, Highway 61 as a metaphor for all things dangerous and deadly. Hmm. Hmm. So with that, that's all I have. In fact, we're going to go and ask people to go ahead and queue up and request to talk. This is the listener feedback session. Section. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure. Go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. 
Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Okay, the very first caller that we have here is Tony from Columbus, Ohio. Tony, you are on the line. Hey, Stephen Cliff, this is Tony. Uh, I'm surprised that I found actually uh, three uh, Easter eggs, like I should call them. Um, Left them here real quick. Um, in the mansion, in the entrance to the mansion, you have the uh, the, the Dharma logo in the ceiling. And I did not see that. Bedroom, yeah, in Hurley's bedroom, I couldn't tell, but it was either a horseshoe shape or the symbol for Omega above his bed. Okay. And uh, and the and I didn't I didn't think you touched on it, but the uh, the papers from the van. Oh yeah. Go ahead and tell the significance because I read all about that, but I didn't see any significance. But go ahead. Um, I saw a little bit of significance. It, it talked about it's uh, um, called the Hulu Lahi document. I think that's pronounced wrong, but um, it talks about uh, a, a society, a, a society meaning to ra- uh, range from uh, to raise a nation or to grow a species. And uh, some trivia that's on the uh, Lostpedia says that um, there's a uh, educational nonprofit organization that um, practices that the uh, ancient Hawaiian tradition of uh, merging traditional concepts with current technology to create a sustainable community living in harmony with the environment, which I thought kind of fits in with it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I tried to read up on that, and, it I, you know, when I saw the Hawaiian, I kind of um, I, I kind of looked at that and, and thought that that was one of those prop things where they just had some papers in there, and, and, and I, was, I would think, you know, why would they have Hawaiian stuff on this island that's out here? Because they're on Hawaii. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I just thought it was just a prop error. I didn't think okay. that they meant for anybody to be able to read it, and so... I don't know. I, I could totally be wrong, but thanks. Uh, I'll have to go back and look for the Dharma logo on the ceiling as they entered mm-hmm. in. I, I did notice that it seemed to be octagon shapes, but I did not see uh, the, the Dharma. So I will definitely go back and check that out. Next up, we have Rachel ZC Lisi on the line. And uh, Rachel, go ahead. Hi, I just, uh, just wanted to say that I absolutely love this episode. It just reminded me of like the, the pre-Dharma, pre-Hatch others days back when things were so innocent i mean i like the other stuff too but it was just it was really refreshing and fun and um my husband though brought up he's like well what else do we not know about hurley from flashbacks yet oh okay do, do you have an answer to that no i don't i kind of looked at him like well i don't really know and you know usually once they wrap up people's backstory that's when they start killing them off they're like uh, we don't want that to happen everybody loves hurley that's right. Everybody does love Hurley. In fact, I do have some some answers you can go back. First of all, we need we still haven't seen the incident of the deck. Right, that, we haven't seen the deck that that put him in the um, what's it called? Catatonic, right? Yeah. Is that right? He says you were in a virtually catatonic state. Vir- okay. So yeah, so we we need to find out why he went to Santa Rosa. And possibly even see, you know, some more of that interaction where he meets Dave for the first time uh, in that situation. So there's a little bit more to be investigated with Hurley. And uh, I think we could probably find a little bit more about 
how Randy got a job in the box company may have something to do with Hurley. I, I don't know okay. if that's possible or not, but there's still there's still some more to investigate with him. So, anyway, Shand, you're next, and uh, go ahead. Well, I was uh, wanting to say something uh, kind of along the lines of what Stephanie just commented, that uh, we don't know when we need to see the incident to put him in the catatonic state and put him in Santa Rosa. But I'm not totally convinced right now that the people on the deck that he killed of what put him in the, the asylum. I think maybe it has to seem more from his daddy issues. You know, you see now that there are four people on this island that have daddy issues, and maybe his were the most severe. Okay. Well, I, I, have, I actually had gotten a couple emails. In fact, I think, Shand, you were one of the people who had emailed that to me. Do you think that perhaps that it was, you know, his issues with his dad leaving that led him there? I will say, but in a in a past flashback, we've the the therapist actually <clears throat> referred to the incident as yeah, putting him there. Yeah, and he says, "Dude, I killed people," you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here here's the situation. I'm going to tie it all together and say, yes, it indirectly was the result of his relationship and the problems that he had with his dad because he didn't start eating until his dad left exactly the reason why overeating he, he started overeating as a result of uh just feeling the emptiness and the void that he felt without his dad's presence there with food and he continually overate until he got to the point where he was overweight and it was his over, it was his overweightness that that caused him to walk out and cr- collapse this deck which led him there so only only do I think I only think that it was indirectly causing him to go to mm-hmm. Santa Rosa I think Santa Rosa was definitely the fact that you know he'd probably always been upset about his dad but then he got to the point where he's very self-conscious about his weight and he was always beating himself up about his weight and I will tell you the people that face daddy issues, don't typically recognize those as daddy issues. They always seemingly have some other coping mechanism that is usually something that's predominantly addictive in nature, and they usually see that as the problem and don't see the underlying daddy issues as their real issue. So I think that he thinks, I think that when he was in Santa Rosa, he thought his real issue was eating, whereas now we understand why he had an issue with eating, which again is the indirect cause. So... Next up, we have Rodimus Ben in the chat room, and uh, go ahead, uh, Ben. Hey, yeah, I, I just uh, wanted to add another thing about the use of the song Shambhala, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. Um, and the first lyrics in that song are, wash away my troubles, wash away my pain, which I thought was pretty similar to the song Wash Away from season one on Hurley's headphones. And they both have to do with that sort of second chance redemption angle of loss, which I think we saw more of in this episode as Hurley broke the curse. Very cool. I I did not look further into that song, and so I'm glad that you pointed that out. Uh, I guess with what you're saying, there definitely seems to be some kind of connection between the the songs that they're playing in the Hurley-centric episodes, and uh, very cool point. We've got time for one more comment, and uh, we're going to go ahead and go to Lost Away Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie, how's it going? Good, and I actually have two comments, so I can sneak two in. Go ahead. Um, first, I am right now. I am looking at the ceiling of the mansion, and I do not see a dharma, uh, any dharma, anything. 
Possibly yeah. I'm just not seeing it. And if I looked at a screen cap where it's pointed out, but I really don't see it. Uh, when I remember, I re- I'll, I'll let you comment again in just a second on the other po- comment. But I recall that scene when they came in and they panned up at the ceiling. I recall that that looked just like the exact same thing that they did when Michael walks into the to the home to go pick up Walt. To pick up Walt, mm-hmm. they did the exact same thing, panned up and showed an octagon laid out ceiling. And so uh, that's exactly what I remember as well, Bonnie. So go ahead with your second point. Um, the second thing is in the chat room, um, Chris made a point that the key was around the arm's uh, wrist. And why would it be there if he, if if Roger was driving and crashed or whatever? The key would have been in the ignition, not around the wrist. This so, is this is true, and I think that the uh, only thing that I can think of there is that um, Vincent it was was basically you know that somebody else put Vincent up to sending the arm back or something. That's the only thing I can think of there. Very good point. Or I, I, that you weren't supposed to catch that. Or you weren't supposed <laughs> to catch that. But no, I, that, it, no, that one's that one's pretty. That one's a pretty big right, oversight. Right, I gotcha. Uh, Bonnie, I'm going to ask you to tell us something about some kind of. Uh, you you have a website over at lost.about.com, and I recently uh, noticed that you put up some kind of uh, trivia question thing about Sawyer, didn't you? Yeah, Sawyer nicknames. So if you if you think that you're uh, good with Sawyer nicknames, it's a very difficult quiz. I don't know of anybody that has gotten them all right. The most I've heard of, um, there's 25 questions, and people that I consider being real um, hardcore Lost fans are getting about 18 out of 25. So um, it's a fun quiz. Very cool. Well, I, I tell you, it's a, it is a fun quiz, quiz, and how's the easiest way for them to find that, Bonnie? Um, go to lost.about.com, and in the left navigation there, you'll see um, Sawyer Nickname Quiz. Okay. And, of course, next up what we have is our weekly Lost Spoiler section. And so if you don't like spoilers, now's the time to hit the pause button on your streaming show. And uh, if you want to stay in the chat room, we will put a little uh, text message in here to tell you when the spoilers are over. But next up, we're going to talk about what's coming up on Lost. And I have to do something like unmute it. Here we go. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know. What was supposed to happen? I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from lost.about.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called Enter 77 and will be on this Wednesday at 10 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, Locke, Saeed, and Kate investigate a strange structure and its mysterious inhabitant. Meanwhile, Sawyer competes in a ping-pong competition to get back his belongings. Let's start with the flashbacks, which belong to Saeed. It looks like Saeed may have been a short-order cook. He has a meeting with a man named Sammy, who doesn't look overly friendly. Back on the island, in the last episode, it looked like Kate, Saeed, Locke, and Danielle Rousseau would try to find the others' camp. However, in the synopsis, there is no mention of Rousseau. So either she doesn't accompany them, leaves at some point, or ABC just left her out of their synopsis. The pictures also leave out Locke, but we do see Saeed and Kate 
climb down into another hatch that looks like it might be the flame station. What mysterious inhabitant will they find down there? Will it be man or beast? Or possibly Miss Clue? Remember Miss Clue from the last season? She was the woman who gave Michael the list of people to bring, which included Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley. She also said Michael could have three minutes with Walt, but that time was cut short. Another character to familiarize yourself with is Dr. Marvin Candle, also known as Dr. Mark Wickman. Marvin Candle was the man on the orientation film who explained how the Swan Station worked. He was also seen on the orientation video that was found in the Pearl Station, only this time he introduced himself as Mark Wickman. Since Kate and Saeed look to be in another hatch or station, I'm guessing that another film or video will be found. Or, perhaps Dr. Marvin Candle is a mysterious inhabitant of the flame. For more information, including pictures from the next episode, Enter 77, visit lost.about.com. This is Lost Away Stay lost! Okay, I didn't expect it to be that loud. Wow. If you missed that, that was lost.about.com. Wow, how did I do that? I messed that up totally, didn't I? You still what? there? Are you? I, I, I'm deaf now. I, I, I can't hear. <laughs> All right. So anyway, thank you very much, Bonnie Koval, for doing that uh, every week for us. It was totally awesome. Anyway, uh, that's the end of our show for this week. We do have another episode coming up, as she has just mentioned, and we are excited about it. And I want to mention that there will be a live show next Friday. Let me, matter of fact, let me take a look at our schedule here because I, I need to confirm a couple things. Do, do. Let's see here. Weekly Lost Podcast. There is a show March 9th, which is next week, but on March 16th, there will be no live internet podcast. And the reason why is because of our live show on March 17th here in Northern Kentucky. So if you can make it out to that, that would totally be awesome. And of course, you can find this podcast and all of our other podcasts at gspn.tv. And uh, that's pretty much all I have. Do you have anything else, Stephanie? No. No, right. I, I think I've been, I've been finished for quite a while. Very cool. Well, it is uh, obviously pretty late. We're going to wrap things up here. Thank you very much for joining us in the chat room. And uh, especially to all you who have uh, made it the effort to call in live. It's awesome to have you here. I hope more people will join us even next week as we do another live episode at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time. And again, if you want to learn how to join our live show, go to gspn.tv slash live. Until next week, stay Stay lost. lost.